going to hit record again. All right, just go. I'll be recording. We're recording. This, this, we, we are not good. It's been too long. Hit What's happening, RSL Nation? Hit him, with the intro. hit him with the intro music. It's your boys, Adele and the Baker. How you living, Baker? Dude, uh, it's uh, I've I've been waiting waiting a very long time to have you ask me how I'm doing. It's it has it has been a minute. We, we actually, I would, like to, I would like to sincerely apologize to our listeners to what just happened and what is probably going to keep happening. We're the, a little rusty, folks. Yeah, the the assault to their ears. <laughs> Did also, I blow off speakers? Well, yeah, yeah, like the the dual sounds, the you know, the we're trying to make Zoom work. It's 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 pretty not it's pretty not great. And then there's the whole you know, we Before just we actually started. look. What was that? Before we get started, uh, I have a question for you. Are you drinking anything? Uh, I'm actually drinking a Lacroix, la, la the, the the water, the fancy bubble water. Excuse me. Excuse me, imported from France. I am drinking a Bohemian Dortmunder. Oh way. yeah, oh yeah, Dortmunders. Uh, while while you're crushing Doherty, let me do a quick shout out to Garrett. He, he'll know why. Were you shouting out to? Uh, one of my coworkers. He's he's ah. uh, he loves a good Dortmunder. Ah, oh, it's good. First time I had this. Can't, can't hurt. Can't hurt. I, w- I was at the liquor store, seriously considering just for jokes, getting a Corona. So, what well, that actually brought me, it reminds me of something, and and it might be a good opportunity to jump into the actual subject matter here. Mm-hmm. Uh, MLS is back, is a horrible name, for arguably some of the best news I've heard all year. Like, how hard would it have been to reach out to the good folks at Corona and mm-hmm. say, hey, 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 good folks at Corona, we're going to give you a discounted uh, partnership uh, promotion offer, but we're going to call it the COVID Cup or Corona bring, presents the COVID Cup or just, you mm-hmm. could have had so much fun with it. And you're, you're insensitive. No. I, I, I don't, I, I'm a... I'm a pretty, pretty buttoned up dude, and and I I don't I don't see how that's insensitive. I think it'd be hilarious. MLS is back is a horrible name for a tournament. That is a fact. It does not, it does not do it justice, right? Now, Corona wanting to get mixed up with the COVID thing, didn't they almost go out of business, or at least they lost lots of profits? Because, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there are people in this here world of ours who actually believe the coronavirus is potentially caused by the beer corona. Did you know that? Yeah, that was like the, like, I remember at the very beginning, three months ago now, when like I saw that in the, on like a headline or something on, you know, like Reddit or something. Mm -hmm. Um, It is kind of, you know, I, I think it's fantastic that at the time that was funny, you know, like, how how quickly the world has changed in the last three months um you, Man, you know it was such a good time remember that 
Good uh, old. You know, I, I knew, for me, I knew things got bad when they started canceling soccer games. I was like, okay, this is, this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Look, it's been a weird time. I mean, for Christ's sake, this is the longest you and I have been off air in ever. I think since we started doing this, I do not remember going what three plus months. Yeah. Without a podcast. I mean, for Christ's sake, we are outspoken individuals and we're going to figure out a way to say some stuff now, provided some other things have been happening in our personal lives and, you know, distancing and all that stuff plays into everything else. But, uh, man, it just, just us. So we don't, folks don't need to hear from us about the freaking coronavirus. There's CNN and Fox and everyone else. They'll tell them everything they need to know. Right. But, you know, I do want to say it is being back for the first time in, in over three months. It is sobering. It is, well, it won't be sobering by the end of this show because I have two of these Dortmunders waiting for me. But I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not using sobering. A- anyway, keep going. I'm using, here's how I'm using it. And let, let me your, just live your life, man. Far be it for me to stop you. Let me speak, let me speak from the heart for just a second. These weird times have taught us many things, I think including, hey, man, let's just wash our hands, right? Um, but what the other thing has taught me two other things, and these are oxymoron statements. So bear with me. One is, turns out sports stars and athletes are not as important as we thought they were, right? I mean, right. <laughs> it suddenly went from, I'm not talking RSL or soccer or anything, but suddenly I didn't give two craps about what Ronaldo or Messi were doing and no one was talking about it. Right. right. No one cared whether LeBron James is saying A, B, or C. Well, that came into play later, but that's beyond the point right now. So the first thing it did is actually focused, I think, people's attentions on what is important. That lasted for a while. Right. The other thing that I realized and remembered during all, most of my previous experiences with bad experiences in life, I had sports, specifically soccer, more specifically RSL to fall back on. Yeah, like it doesn't for matter. Sure. Week is Saturday night is RSL night. You go to you know you go to the right. We we spend way too much money on beer. We yell. We scream right. off the top of our lungs. We go get some burritos. The next morning, your throat hurts. Your head hurts. You don't know whether it was worth it, but like you just forget for a while. I think right, we need forgetting or at least distraction now than in a long, more than in a long, long time that I can think of. Your thoughts? Yeah, man. It, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I think to, to go back to the original part of your, not rant, because it was actually a pretty good point, but uh, the, 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 like, our nation, you know, we, I would just check the last time we were, speaking to you was I think February like 27th or 28th or something like that. Like it's, we recognize it's been a long time and you know, I think to your point, I guess we had, we had our own like life things going on. Like my company like cut our pay by a non insignificant like, you know, there was life that needed to be dealt with. So, you know, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm not apologizing for us not being there to talk about footy. Um, 
And then I think the second part goes, there really wasn't all that much to talk about. Um, you know, I, I think if something interesting, like even the off season, I think about like, we don't post weekly during the off season. We, we were averaging about once every two to three weeks, but when we got on, it was because something had happened. Something was worth discussing. We didn't even have that, you know, there wasn't like trade rumors. There wasn't, who are we going to sell for what number, which Mexican star said he will never play for RSL. You know, there was none of that was happening. It was literally just like it stopped. So there really wasn't that much to talk about. Yep. And plus, let's face it, the last people that you need to hear from was us. But anyways, baby, we're right. back. But we're yeah. back. You know what's then, more important and more awesome right now? Hmm. RSL soccer is almost back. Yeah, this man. is like, for well, all of crazy. the downsides of all of this, it's like we're having, you know that the, the anxiety and the butterflies you feel every like late, starting late January every year because, you know, season's just around the corner, right? That feeling just before the first home game, getting on the train, scarf around my neck and draper under my mind, right? We get it twice this year, maybe even three times. We got the, we, we, at the beginning of the season, we got this tournament we'll talk about, right. and then there's the rest of the season. So let's yeah. get right into it, man. For sure. You have been more informed on this than I have, and I know we have shared a lot of information. And by the time, by now, if you're, if you're a listener, you probably know about this. Right. There's going to be a, a tournament uh, played in Florida. Yep. Uh, all MLS teams participating. By the way. Florida is lucking out and all of this stuff, man. They're getting the NBA there. They're getting, um, yeah, it's so I actually ended up looking at the, at this place. It's the ESPN, like, um, wide world of sports complex or something like that. It's, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Like it's this massive sports amusement park for lack of a better phrase. And yeah, so the NBA is going to be there. The, uh, MLS is obviously going to be there. And I mean, they're going to be there for, for a healthy amount of time. A hot minute, especially with the uh, distancing pre and post. So let's get right into it, man. What, what, what do you know? Just a download of what is happening, when it's happening, yeah, how it's sure. happening. Get some, we'll do some feedback. I mean, we'll, we'll keep it super high level, I, th- I think, to, you know, to start. So it's the way I've described it is it is the World Cup for MLS. Um, so... All 26 uh, franchises are participating, um, initially starting off with a group stage. Everybody plays three games, um, the top two advance, and then something like um, the next three or four or something have like the ability to advance based off of points, I think it was. Um, Basically, you want to be in the top two of your group. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's going to start on the 8th of next month, I believe, is when the group stage begins. Um, so July 8th, yeah, group stage begins. And then you, once you have the two to advance, you get into a very standard bracket tournament. You know, your uh, single elimination, round of 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, and then a final to be played on August 11th. Um, it's literally World Cup format. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, the, the groups are kind of, well, the groups aren't weird. Most of the groups are totally normal. And then there's the first Eastern group is super weird. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the, they have like, so because of the 26, um, because of the 26 teams, 
mm-hmm. they couldn't get like a normal number. So group A has six teams in it and all the other groups have four teams in it. Got it. And so they did like the math and it's like actually a statistical like disadvantage to be in group A versus the other two. Ah, got it. All right. So basically at the end of the day is this, we are in a group with three other teams. So four teams, top two advance, Right. We're playing for the three teams and then top two teams advance into the knockout rounds. Oh, and it is worth noting that these group games count as points towards the regular season. So That's your point cool. after the tournament, like the season in theory is going to pick back up. Yes. So before we get to that, let's talk about, let's just dive. So that's a really good point. Let's, let's start with that when we get into the actual discussion around the rest of the season, because there will be a rest of the season after this. And I have a couple of questions. Um, I'm not getting answered. So uh, let's get into the tournament. We are in a group. Oh my God. You know, so you, you see group. Yeah. It, it's so because RSL finished third in the West last year. And so LAFC ended up being uh, seated as a, as a group. Mm-hmm. And then Seattle, because they're the champions. So the next team up in the West was RSL. So we ended up actually being like one of the seeded teams in, in this tournament. Mm-hmm. They didn't unfortunately seed the non seeded teams. Like it, it wasn't like, Oh, Colorado finished at the bottom. Therefore they're a lower seed. Really the advantage was you didn't have to play Seattle or LAFC. Mm-hmm. So the draw takes place. It's supposed to be random. I mean, I think looking at these groups, it's, you don't have to be the biggest conspiracy theorist to say that there was a little bit of, you know, ooh, uh, let me pull this paper out and. I like it. Yeah, it, it, you know, I would. I would prefer that over. Let's make it completely random. So, who do we have in our group? So, if you've been living under a rock, um, our group consists of oh, SKC, man. the Crapids, and Minnesota United. Just to just to make it easy for us, you know. If only if only Minnesota could have been replaced by say like uh, LA Galaxy, yeah, or, no, no. or like Seattle Sounders or something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that would be possible, right? Right, it it wouldn't be possible, but you, you know, to get the full like everybody hates everybody effect. I mean, I would have been fine for the rest of this. Honestly, replace Minnesota. Right. Well, we we can still probably face some of the LA teams later. Well, actually, we for sure can. But yeah, I'd be shocked if Minnesota. one of the LAs doesn't make it through their group. Replace the Minnesota team with some other team or whatever. Um, I would have been personally a hurt, but B also at the same time satisfied, understanding, and happy if this was the season. You know what I mean? For sure. Like I, you're gonna get it back into it afterwards, but this, this, this is awesome. Yeah. I love your thoughts on the feedback on what you think about this approach, but I'll give you mine first because that's what I do. Go for it, Chief. Out of all of the league restarts I've seen around the world so far, the Germans, I think, just are about to wrap theirs up. Yeah, uh, Bayern champs again. That's a shock. It should just be called the Bayern Liga at this point. And right. the Serie A should be called like the you know Serie or something. Right. It 
what eight years in a row it's it's Bayern and friends yeah some ridiculous number like it's you know like years in a row it's the second longest streak in Europe this is assuming the Serie A continues on even though they've confirmed it will Juve has already won eight in a row so and they're about to win their ninth in a row like at what point uh, come on man so I would like to take do a couple of things one is congratulate and second is thank the MLS for doing this this way from what I can tell again I don't know all of the leagues around the world I don't know all of the sports around the world from what I can tell this is the best in my opinion approach to restarting the league keeping it safe right we're gonna hate not being there sure trust me as soon as I saw that MLS is gonna be playing in Orlando you know what was the very first thing I did I mean, I imagine checking to see if it was open to the public. No, check tickets. <laughs> just, <laughs> just regardless of whether or not you can actually like, get to, in to well, watch the games. I, I, I didn't buy them, right? You know, and checked. So Respect. it sucks that we can be there, but you know, we, we have to be responsible in these weird times, right? For sure. I think I, I, you and I have talked many, many hours around you know, many of the intricacies and in our opinion, negatives around major league soccer, the way it's built and, and the, the franchise system. And I mean, we are Real Salt Lake. We complain. We are the little guys, right? Right. This I think is maximum return on this investment. There could be, I cannot think of a better way to restart the season than this. Your thoughts. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong there. I, I mean, I, I think to to be not cynical in any way, but like the German league was like, hey, we got to like finish a handful of games. Like you know, Europe's wrapping up versus MLS, who were very much like, what everyone had played two games, so yeah, you know, there was more to make up there. And I think as I was doing research about this, you, you know, I'm, I am, first things first, I am super excited that, you know, soccer is back and MLS is back and we all saw like we playing again. But I also think this was very much like, we got to save this season somehow. We got to get some sponsorship dollars flowing to some of these teams. Cause I think there are some teams that were genuinely like not going to make it through the worst of the like COVID crisis. Financially, that is. So yeah, can you be one of the new expansion teams? You just invested a boatload of money, right? Right. You built stadiums in some cases. Sure. I mean, and your first year is a is a zero return. Right. I mean, I mean, not even the expansion teams like RSL had to furlough employees. Um, you know, like straight up people. I, I think to this day are still furloughed. So yep. You know that that's you know, like that's the, the financial aspect here is like worth noting that I think MLS had to do something. I agree with you. I actually think this is a really cool, unique solution as someone that was very much looking forward to the Euro cup. This is going to be a very cool, like, you know, yeah. Tournament system. I also think it's going to be the type of thing that you are going to loathe. If you are a fan of one of the teams that don't make it out of the groups. Because you will be, uh, you will be like 
it's basically this like, okay, soccer's over now and I'm back to, back to well, watching from the sidelines. But it's not right. So we can get into what happens after the, after the tournament real quick. Um, well, actually, you know what? Screw it. Let's do that because then we can talk about predictions and what else is happening. So what right. happens after the tournament? So, so the winner of the tournament, they want to make this as like legit and as official and like give them something to play for. The winner of the tournament gets a CONCACAF Champions League spot and like a non-insignificant amount of prize money. Like this is something you want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, once that is over, the plan, in my understanding, is that they basically pick up the rest of the season. I don't know if it'll be with the old like schedule that they announced back in, you know, back at the start of the year, or January. if it will be yeah, if it'll be a totally new schedule with like a totally new, you know, uh, plan given who plays whom already. So basically, at the end of the day, if I may recap, right, because I'm master of simplification here. Knockout rounds do not count for points, right, because not all teams proceed. Right. The group stage counts for points. But the three games in the group stages double worth points because, A, it increases your chances of making it out of the group. Right. Right. Proceeding onto this prize money and this CONCACAF placement. Right. And each game is a three-pointer, right? And in the right. game, I mean, six-pointers. Well, they're all six-pointers, really. We're playing... Right, you're uh, playing Western uh, Conference uh, opposition and, like, and all realistically... The, all all the opposition is going to be chasing us, so we're right. going to be chasing... Right. right. Like, the, so, it's realistic. Like, they are... You use the phrase six-point games a lot, in my opinion, far too much. These are actually six-point games. Yeah. Well, now, now, see, I've been telling you this for years, and it's just taken you years to realize, and it takes three games in close proximity to each other for you to realize it. You're welcome, RSL Nation. Bada-bang. All right. Bada-bang. So the, uh, each of those are worth three points, then you make it out, and at the end of the day, if you lose in the finals, you get nothing. I'm not sure if you get money. I don't really care about if you, if you get money, but there's no placement of anything uh, uh, after you make it out of the group and unless you win it, nothing else happens, correct? Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I, I don't get the sense that, um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know if MLS is going to like reward, you know, the second place team or, or what they're going to do with the regular season. I actually kind of have yeah. a pretty dark prediction about this entire tournament that I'm probably going to save. Hold on. We got there. Okay. Oh, was it predictions about outsco- uh, outcomes? It's it's not even a prediction about like the soccer oh. outcome. So we are a cell nation. I told you we were a little rusty. So you know what? It might be worth actually getting into right now. Um, so Good. I've been kind of tracking the COVID. Our uh, cell nation. For those of you that don't know, I'm an analyst in my uh, like real time nine to five job, and uh, I'm I'm real friendly with numbers and patterns and stuff I like to think. So I couldn't help but I couldn't help but look at some of the new COVID cases in in Florida, specifically uh, Orange County, where this will be taking place. And it's stupid on the rise. Like it's the 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 new cases per day growth is through the roof. Um I forget the actual percentage now, but it's it's a big number. 
record numbers every day for the past week or two. Right. Um, Don Garber has like gone on record as saying that they don't quite have a plan or a number of how many players or team members would have to test positive for COVID for them to cancel the team. He kind of, without saying it, acknowledged that this was very much with the part, the business partners in mind, like the advertisers and sponsors. He kind of, you know, basically mm -hmm. flat out said that. It's his job, right? His job. Right. For, for sure. And, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the candor. Um, it's also worth noting that this thing almost didn't happen. The Players Association and the league were like negotiating down to the final minute, uh, specifically around pay cuts and player health and well-being. Like those were the two big ones. Um, the staff at the hotels will not be isolated. So while the teams are isolated and, you know, each team will basically have its own floor, the people serving them their food and the people cleaning their beds and the hotel staff aren't going to be doing that. I think it's the type of thing where there is going to be an outbreak of cases. Um, and I think... I think it's going to get to the point where the players association is going to like, I don't think this tournament actually ends up being finished to be totally honest with you. Hmm. That's a bold prediction. Also very sad. And why are you being a downer? So, so I was like, I'm, I'm looking at this. So um, who, uh, Bill Hamid, the, the goalie for, I don't even know where he plays right now. DC, DC. So Bill Hamid's on Twitter and he's going, so the whole thing is that each team at this hotel is going to have a floor. So RSL's on a floor, SKC's on a floor, Colorado's on a floor. And other than like training and these games, they're not really supposed to leave. Bill Hamid's personality is on Twitter, at least from what I saw, maybe I should pull it up and get the actual quote. But long story short was like, we're not children. Let us come and go as we are. We're not prisoners, yada, yada, yada. So I remember in junior high and high school having like, you know, school trips and away stuff. And like the second curfews, you know, hits, you're out the door. I would be shocked if guys aren't going to be leaving campus. I, I would be. No, I mean, look, they, are, they are there on a professional work trip, right? Sure. But for months at a time. Yeah. Okay. So. If you're trying to make me feel bad for guys who get to play soccer for a living, and the biggest downside of that is, I mean, what? You have to stay at probably a high-end Florida hotel resort for multiple weeks at a time. I get it. You miss your family and your friends and all that stuff. But right. you shouldn't be hanging out anyways. Right. Yeah, for sure. But like, that's, that's the, that the point I'm trying to get at is not like, Oh, I feel sorry for these guys. The point I'm trying to get at is these guys aren't going to be following these rules that strictly. I definitely think that this tournament comes to a close before a winner is announced because of a COVID outbreak. That's a bold prediction. I really hope you're wrong. Me too. But, but I would also not be shocked. <laughs> Look, man, it's 2020. Right. At this point, you could literally be like, there's a chance that three weeks from now, an asteroid is heading towards the Earth. Mathematicians say there's a 0.0001% chance of that happening. I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. Right. right. <laughs> it is 2020. 
So that's not even that crazy of a prediction because I know the NBA is doing something similar, right? Right. And I've I've heard people say not the same but similar things like how do you when do you know how to call it quits, right? right. And and I think that's the it, it's the the league has spent the majority of the last month organizing this tournament and not really org and and like let's get this straight they're soccer people it is their job to organize soccer games no fault of their own i don't get the sense that have a very well thought out plan or number for what happens if there's a like an skc player before a match test positive for covid are you now quarantining the rest of the team because you practice with them? Okay, is now SKC out of their group? Do they forfeit that game? Like you got it. Like these, this is a very likely thing to happen. Yep. So I I get that. That is a really valid question and point I haven't thought about myself. Um, I'm assuming someone at the league has a full time job that includes looking into those kinds of things. I know that the German league has something in place around that because I think there was at least one game that was canceled because a player tested positive just before the game. I think. Yeah, I think it was postponed, yep. So there's maybe just go replicate that. I Over the last couple of weeks, I had to uh, do some traveling. I had to for personal reasons. And I had to drive... It was about a 12-hour drive out of Salt Lake City. So I decided to cut my drive in half. And the halfway point just happens to be Las Vegas, right? And this was right about a week or so into Las Vegas officially, like, reopening or whatever. Um, I'm not sure how reopened they are because I got a room at the MGM, a nice room for $29, right? So, <laughs> so there's that. But the only reason that I mentioned this I was scared to death, right? Because it was Vegas and all these people coming from all over the place, bringing you know, all of the possibilities of all the sicknesses. Right, for sure. But what, but what happened is this. So when I got there, it looked busy. It took me probably a good five, ten minutes to actually find a parking spot. I was thinking, oh, my God, this place is full, right? Uh, we're you know, doomed. But then I realized I was on floor two out of like a 12th floor parking structure and then it was just open all above me. So after parking, I went to check into the hotel and there was nobody, I mean, within a hundred yards of me of, to check in. And what they were doing was very interesting. So before you even get to walk up to check in, they take your temperature. Oh, wow. Once you walk, well, after checking your temperature, once you walk up, before the attendant will even talk to you, she's holding up a hand sanitizer spray bottle thing, right? <laughs> and you just stick your hand out and she, you know, boom. And now you got to, you know, wipe your hands down, wash your hands off. And then you can hand her stuff, right. like your card and such. They wouldn't even talk to you before that. And as soon as I'm done checking in, because, hell, there was no line and I just walked right up. I'm not kidding you. Like, I, I was done. Before I was able to turn around, there was another lady walking up to clean everything I just touched. Wow. Right. Um, there was no room service, uh, a couple other things. You, know, you walk into the hotel room, 
and they have, I mean, oh, uh, they're like rations on how many people are in an elevator. So they're actually lines for elevators, right? Because they only allow so many people on an elevator. Right, sure, and makes have, sense. I was lucky enough that like, you know, how in some of those large hotels you have, this elevator goes through floors one through 10, this one, 10 to, you know what I mean? Yep. Like 15 to 25 was always a line. I just happened to be on like floor 10, right? So, so there was never a line. I would just walk right through. And you walk into the room and there's like a baggie waiting for you. It's got a mask. It's got hand sanitizer. It's got this really cool thing you put on your finger. So if you have to touch stuff, you don't have to touch with your fingers. It's Vegas. So it's probably for the machines, right? Right, right, right. The only reason I'm bringing any of that up is because I think we, we, we shall not ignore the situational awareness of these resorts, For right? Sure. And hotels. I am not worried about the employees at those resorts and hotels. I know they have internal policies. I know they have processes internally that will keep the, you know, the guests safe. I mean, the, the literally the livelihoods depend on this stuff. And then, right. I mean, it's ESPN, but ESPN is owned by Disney. It's a Disney resort at the sure. end of the day. Yep. Right. And I'm not sure if you've read up uh, about what Disney's doing in their parks as they're reopening, but like, man, this thing is like next level stuff. You sure, know? sure. I'm not worried about the players at all. Right. When it comes to them and the resort interactions at all. Hmm. Now, some idiot deciding that he needs to go out on a Wednesday night, you know, hanging out with a bunch of random people or whatever and, you know, get the disease or the, the, the virus. Right. That, I don't know. But you know what? If, if there's a chance of someone doing that, they shouldn't be there. I mean, that was, sorry, I, that was a long rant about mm, why I'm not worried about that part. I can right. see how the other part happens. Anyone who cannot be disciplined enough to, what is this going to take? Like a month at the most? That's like with the prep and separation or isolation up front right coming back and the return is you get to play professional soccer like hell i have family and friends right and i love them i want to see them every day sign me up homie i'm mm -hmm. in um Can we make I, it three months i mean I, I get what you're getting at and and once again i can't stress enough that i really do hope that i'm not right about this and that they're super careful and no one gets the virus and there's so much testing that like it's not even a possibility i i just i don't think that'll be the case i i you know ultimately we're describing that you know this hotel is going to have something like a thousand you know jocks basically just yeah. just running around like it, it's um you, you know i i think outbreaks are going to happen and I, I guess this is where I just don't have as much faith in, in the folks at, at the actual league headquarters. I don't think they have a good plan for when that's going to happen. And I worry that they're going to fumble it. Um, I, I think it's also worth noting that, you know, players have expressed like concern about, you know, returning. Like there, there are some players that flat out don't love the idea of, of being away. Um, and and the league actually has come out and there there are players that if you fall within like a protected group or whatever, you can opt out of the tournament. Um, so it will be kind of interesting to see if full rosters show up. And there's actually a couple guys on the RSL roster that I'd like to talk about. So let's get into that in a second. But I, I believe just from a high level perspective, again, in these times, in 
which we are right now, every player should have a player, by the way, player, coach, uh, staff, managers, whatever, should have the option to opt out of this. You are, at the end of the day, playing with your life. And I know that, especially in the player's perspective, they're probably some of the lowest risk um, category. Right. For sure. They're all right. They're usually young or younger, right? right? Best shape of their life, quite literally athletes. But they also have parents and grandparents For sure. and children that, that they might be in contact with. So, so I totally get it. I totally, I absolutely believe every single player on every single team in the MLS should have the option to opt out of this tournament or the rest of the season because of these un- weird times. Right. So, now, so, so the league doesn't agree with you on that one. Okay. They, I just believe. Well, there we go. Now we're right back to MLS's shit. I was just <laughs> praising them earlier. Right. <laughs> now, now we're getting back in the groove here, man. Like, like right. there, there are there are certain criteria that a player has to meet in order to fall into this like exempt category that they can opt out. And if they just like, I think I remember reading that there are fines or players can be fined if they don't show up for this tournament. Oh, see, the, the, if I if I had been able to finish my my thought. I wanted to say that they should be able to do all of that, right? And they should be able to do all of that without penalty. But that penalty, not paying their full wages is not, in my mind, a penalty, right? Right, you're not so, doing the work, therefore you shouldn't get the money? Exactly. So, like, you don't just get to keep your contract. Well, you get to keep your contract, but you don't make the money from missing this tournament that right. you would have made so it's not a penalty the penalty is the penalty is like we're gonna fine you for not doing this or right, right. maybe they, they could have reached an agreement to just say extend all contracts by a year or you know after the season now basically nullifying the season and if you show up for this tournament you get your regularly scheduled pay i know they have these guys down to like weekly pay at this point right they right. know exactly per game Hell, we can calculate what they're making per minute, right? So I'm not saying there should be no downside of not playing. What I'm saying is they should be able to opt out without getting penalized outside of not getting paid. Yeah, it's... um, Ultimately, there was a healthy back and forth between the Players Association and the league regarding this they managed to come to agreement from what i've read online and from what i've seen on twitter and reddit it like it was literally barely like this thing is being held together by like a string and a prayer um so you know we'll, we'll see what happens um as far as players that can opt out one of the conditions of opting out and this is where i think it impacts uh, impacts our boys a little bit is that if you have a member of your household who is uh, pregnant, you can, I believe, opt out, if I'm not mistaken. And it just so happens that uh, Demir and his wife are expecting, I believe, their second child like in the middle of this tournament. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there hasn't been like an official roster. There hasn't obviously been like an official travel list or, you know, players who have selected to opt out. But I don't think it would be unlikely that the Mir, you know, chooses not to go. Um, I think especially if he wants to, you know, see his newborn. I, I don't know if the hospital would just like allow him back after traveling or he'd have to quarantine for two weeks before seeing his kid or whatever. Um, and then another one that, that I, I think is less immediately impacted but could have some impact is uh, Giuseppe Rossi and uh, his wife recently announced that she was pregnant. So um, Welcome, two bud. dudes that, yeah, first of all, congratulations to both of those guys. But, um, you know, definitely something that's at the, in the back of my mind, at least those would be two pretty big losses from what I can gather over the first two games of the season. That would be, I mean, though, at least Damir, that would be huge. Right. Right. Yeah. Zappi actually looked pretty good in the minutes he has put in for us so far. So that would be also a loss, especially in a tournament like this, where you have a lot of Back to back to back games, right? Right. So, yeah. Depth depth is huge. Yeah, the depth is huge on this roster. So I can see us, you know, call up maybe some monarchs guys or whatever. It um, is worth noting though that Carlos Vela of LAFC, his wife is also pregnant. So we're not we're yeah. not the only ones in this boat. So but I think so here's the difference in my mind. And I think this is why the NBA, for example, had an easier time making these decisions, or maybe in some cases, tougher time. But the players got a lot more of what they wanted than what it sounds like they got in the MLS. There is such a thing as called there's such a thing as there is such a thing as what's called fu money, right? Which is I have money, I don't need you, right? The average NBA player probably makes seven, eight figures. I don't know the actual numbers, right? But they make a lot of money. A guy like Carlos Vela makes a lot of money. I think the majority of guys in the MLS do not make the kind of money where they can afford to not have this job and not make this pay from this tournament, right? So there's there is a difference there. I I I can totally see someone like a Vea not playing. And if he does, then you know that's just you know more dedication to the team. Yada yada yada. I'm sure he will. There is something to be said about the fact that most, well, actually, I don't know this for a fact, but I know I know of like a four or five different names of different uh, owners within the MLS, and they're usually billionaires, right? And the average player in the MLS makes, what, what's the minimum wage now? Like 60-something thousand dollars? Yeah, I think it's like, um, the, it's like the 60, 70 range. And the average player probably makes like barely into the six figures. Now, I know that a lot of people listening right now will say, well, F me, man. I'll take a six-figure job. Yes, but you have to remember you can only do the job for like an average of three to five years, right? Right. Um, so I, I think the, the league or the owners probably bullied their way into this thing uh, for what it's worth. I think, it's, again, it's a good format in the whole nine yards, but we can't remember whom we're dealing with here. Right, so we are dealing with a totally uneven stack, uh, unfair advantage on on the owners' parts. Yeah, I mean, I, all I, think I want you're describing an employer-employee relationship in the 21st century at this point. Yeah, but there's there's a difference between an owner worth two billion dollars right. and LeBron James worth two hundred million dollars. Right. right, there he there so, is some risk he can take. There's plenty of risk you can right. take. Right. right. 
bought a $50 million house. Sure. But there's plenty of risk you can take. Um, someone making $125,000, just barely now, right? A lot less risk that guy can take. And his owner is maybe not worth the, you know, two billion that someone else is, but worth like a billion. Like that guy can take a lot more risk, sure. right? So I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I think it's important to call out that I can totally see why the deal at the end of the day would have been totally unfair and well, not unfair, but would have swayed into the owner's decisions or owner's um, approach because hell, they they hold all of the cards, all of the cards. Now let me get to our guys for just a second. Let me get to Demir. If Demir does not play, I believe, well, first of all, I believe Demir probably wants to play. He's one of the most passionate players we have, um, especially now that Especially now that what? Are we back? We're back. Tell me we're back. We're back. All right. Zoom gave out on me. We're back. So I left off on describing the passion of the mirror. And I'm not sure if this got recorded or not. You know what? The baker, screw it. We're just going to paste this as is, man. Throw it up there. It is, we're back, right? So what I was saying is this. I, I told you, you told me about the story about the mirror and his wife or him having a baby potentially during like the tournament. And I think I paraphrased to you a, a Jerry Sloan quote or like, was he having the baby? Like, why can't he play? Having said that, I could not, because I have walked that back in my mind since, I couldn't blame him for not playing. I get it. This goes right back to the uh, one of the you know previous discussions around the league should allow people to opt out. That, that should not be a penalty other than you don't get the reward for playing. Like So the guy who plays cannot have the same reward as the guy who does not play, right? right, right. That's not a penalty. The penalty is if you don't play, we're going to penalize you literally, right? So I could not blame any of them for not playing. Would I judge them? Yes, probably. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's quite literally why we have this podcast is to, you know, to to Good judge and, and not to, you know, like, like, oh, I'm sitting here judging, but like to weigh in, to talk about this stuff and like the impact that it has. Um, I also think it's worth noting that I have no... In, like you know, it's not like Demir and I are drinking buddies, and he's told me that like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna be, you know, staying home. I'm just out here connecting, connecting dots, and asking questions. For all I know, is the dude has every intention to show up at this tournament, and you know, as a fan, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Okay, so, so tell you what, I think we should not talk about anything beyond the tournament at this point. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've talked about discussion. We've talked about a lot of things except for the actual soccer, and it might be worth getting into. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a second. Right. So we had our drawing, um, and I think – so I did a little thing on the page where I looked at the first two games of each of the teams in our group. And in my humble opinion, 
we are actually in the group of death. So none of our competition has lost either of their first two games. In some cases, they've won like very handedly, like two, three, four plus goals. Um, RSL tied their first two games for those of you that don't remember back to, you know, late February, or back March. To good old days. Right. Um, you know, I, I think color, I mean, SKC is, you know, last year they totally imploded, but I think that was more the exception instead of the rule. Um, they went ahead in the off season and they signed, uh, you know, uh, 2019 league IMX, uh, top goal scorer, uh, in, in, uh, I think it was Alan Polito is his name, if I remember correctly. That's such a ballsy move, man. I hate those guys, but that's a ballsy move. I like it. Y- yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... I hate it, but I like it. You know what I mean? Right. By all accounts, they I think it was like they weren't used to being that bad, and they panicked, and they were like, okay, what are we, what are we, what are we not doing well? Okay, we're not scoring. Let's go find a guy that will... Yeah. No, and it, to be clear, like he's already put... He's already found the back of the net a couple of times this year, and he's only played twice. Um, yeah, so, so I think they get like he knows what he's doing, right? Um, so SKC powerhouse, they're back, super dangerous. Um, Minnesota, Minnesota was a super good team last year. They were very aggressive in the off season. Um, I think Minnesota will continue to be a good team. They also kind of, I don't know, I feel like they figured out RSL. And for whatever reason, we just could not play well against them. So Minnesota has me super I, worried. There hasn't been a team I have dreaded playing against more over the last year or two. They've only been around for a couple of years, I think. Yeah. Than Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, they got their first Vancouver, MLS Vancouver win against us. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, remember, like, they were awful in their expansion year, and they were losing, 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 and then we play them and they beat us. Um, I think they put a half dozen past us, didn't they? No, that was uh, LAFC. Oh, them too. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, what in previous years would be described as the minnows of the group, Colorado. Like, Colorado was very dangerous at the tail end of last year. You know, they they were a total disaster, but they, you know, turns out good leadership, good coaching, some additions in defense, um, not having a DP goalkeeper, are all things that make you better. So I think even Colorado is not a team I would sleep on. Like it, I am genuinely worried about her group. So I'm going to make a proposal here. We shouldn't dive into the details of the games uh, because we have another couple of weeks, right? Before this do. Thing starts off. Yep. But I cannot disagree with you. What I think you just did is bring me back down to earth and reality because over the last few days since learning this news, I've been on a kind of a high, right? Of soccer is back, RSL is back. This is going to be amazing, right? And actually, honestly, we could have drawn a group like Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Bayern Munich. Like, yeah, okay, cool. We got these guys. <laughs> we, we got them because, because we're, we're all so desperate. Right for for something. soccer, yeah, yes, that is like yeah, you cannot forget it. But so now you're bringing me back down to earth, and I hate it and love it and I appreciate it all at the same time. Yeah, we I think we dive That's into the details of 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 what this means, but I cannot disagree with you. 
um, mainly because I haven't thought about it all that much. That's fair. I That's do fair. Know, you know SKC was always dangerous for everywhere else other than scoring. Well, they might have the baddest mofo in the league right now in scoring. Yeah, quite if, literally. You know, yeah. Um, Colorado has been bad for a while, but I remember you and I were talking about Colorado is going to be really good next year, starting in like the third third of last season. They made some major changes, and then they made some signings. Uh, so yes, absolutely. This is not your, this 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 is not last year's Colorado. At least you know, early last year, early year before. Right. It, and then Minnesota always gives the hell out of it. Right. It helps that Colorado's coach isn't actively on Twitter calling them a bottom group of players. I will never forget that. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> so, so no, I get it. Look, man, I I think it's gonna be difficult. But the other thing is, let's see who shows up. Like that, they've had a few months of all of these different t- players and all the different leagues uh, and teams. Let's see who shows up, right? This just right. like Colorado. This could have been the Corona thing. In addition to everything else, it did could have been one of the worst things that happened to someone like a Colorado, right? Or even someone like an SKC. They just lost half a year of the by far most expensive signing they have ever had. I think something like eightfold or something. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like you can buy like the last like five SKC teams with, yeah. <laughs> with his salary. So, so let's see who shows up. Like the teams that, that played earlier this year, those not, might not be the same teams that come back. Yeah, so, I mean, it, definitely. And, and I think the, the, it, it sounds like for, you know, next week, a little, little teaser here for your isolation. The, the, the fact that this is a tournament um, the format matters. I think it matters a lot. I think it's a single elimination matters a lot. Um, I, I think it's very rare. You know, I think about the World Cup or I think about the Euro Cup or, you know, the some of the South American tournaments. I think it's very rare that the best soccer team actually wins the tournament. You know, you know, Greece uh, 2000 comes to mind. Like they yeah. were definitely not the best soccer team. Um, Portugal a few years ago, remember that? Right. It, 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 I mean, even France at the last World Cup was, you know, they were very specific about what they were going to do. It was like, we're going to sit, we're going to be tight, we're going to absorb pressure, and then we're going to counter because we've got this Mbappe kid who's literally running circles around everybody else. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it, it is worth noting that this isn't who is going to be good consistently over the course of a long year, but it's who can capture lightning in a bottle, find yeah. something that works. I mean, I mean, you know, Seattle Sounders, That's right? <laughs> right. It's I. I think the winner of this tournament is going to be some. I think it's going to be like Minnesota United or like a yeah. San Jose or just just a team that can get really really good at a specific thing at the right amount of time. Yeah. So tell you what, we get into some details next week. Yes. Sounds like we're saving details for next week, Arsenal Nation. Yes, we are. All right. Hit him with the outro music, man. All right, Soul Nation, it's been pleasure. It's been fun. It is so good to be back. We love you. Thank you. 